Hey guys, and welcome to the Isolation Station podcast. A little bit of quarantine content to occupy your ears. We're the hosts, Nikhil and Jack. Nikhil. Yo, what's good, guys? And today we're joined by another... He's, he's a small bit of our lives. He's, he's beautiful and he's my favourite pastry. It's, uh, it's Marlo Dupont. Hello. That was, that was a brilliant entrance. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we get started, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to leave a like and subscribe and leave a comment. Uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud, make sure to follow the channel and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Isolation Station Podcast. Yes, that is. We're, we're going to be putting so much effort into that. It's going to be big, big things happening. Anyway, yeah. today's topic. Uh, today's topic is, uh, we've got the CEO of technology with us today, so it's only right that we talk about some technology today. Because if right? we didn't, it would just be a waste. Exactly. It would just be a waste. So, so f- okay, first I wanted to ask both of you, what's the favorite, What's your favourite piece of technology you've ever bought or you've ever owned or you own right now? What's like the favourite piece of technology you have or you've used or so on? Oh, um, I'd have to say... My headset, my uh, my PSVR. I know it's not the best VR headset out there, but it's it's just so cool. Oh, what the hell? I didn't even know you had one. Yeah, dude, it's beautiful. Jeez, I, I mean, yeah, see, I, I own a lot of technology, so it's pretty difficult. But I've got to say, the 3D printer. Oh, it's really? 3D, it's yeah. just banging. Yeah, yeah, you can do so much with 3D printers nowadays, and like they've come so far and. The three or four years. Have you done the? Have you done it when you buy the three D printer and then use the three D printer to make another three D printer and then return your original three D printer? Have you done that? Uh, <laughs> it's not possible. But, uh, <laughs> I thought that'd be a good. Up, you can print upgrades for it, but I, I just like the fact that even though people think that it's really slow, which is quite slow on a manufacturing scale, but you've got the ability to produce things really in fine detail, like small things with. Yeah, Real good detail, but you've also got the ability to print stuff up to I don't know 30 centimeters wide in a low mm. quality, um, but pretty fast, so it's a good piece. Yeah. Of I mean, I guess you're into like all the engineering stuff, so having a 3D printer is like, essential for you. Yeah, it's uh, I hope that like in the future they make it more accessible to everyone because like anytime I break something, just like a little clip or I lose something that's made out of plastic, I can just design a new one, print it, and I don't need to waste any money on buying a new one. Mm. That's pretty cool, to be fair. But some of my favourite technology would either be my Sony wireless headphones, which I, I actually love these. They're literally with me everywhere I go. They're just so good. I'd, I'd also say either my old phone, the Samsung Galaxy Note 8, that was just a behemoth of a phone. I don't know. Wait, when you say old phone, have you, have you got a new phone? Uh, yeah, my, my current phone is the Note 10, but my f- older, my oh, old Oh, phone... oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, oh, my, my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you had, um, upgraded to the S, the S20 or whatever you wanted to get. Oh, no, no, I, I think I'm going to go for the Note 20 when it comes out. But... The, the S20 is a, a beast of a phone, though, the S20 Ultra. It is a beast. <sighs> it's got a near 4K display. It's got a 108 megapixel camera. The display is 120 hertz. It's just so beautiful. Six point nine inches. What is it? A hundred times zoom. That's yeah, hundred times zoom. Zoom. And when I it's... get into this point where it's it's standard that new phones come with five G. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's like that. Samsung has set the bar with the S twenty Ultra right yeah. at the start of the year, 
and it's gonna be yeah. really interesting seeing how not not just like Apple and the big manufacturers like other Samsung products, but yeah. how the Chinese competitors like OnePlus come. Because we've seen a real rise with OnePlus, Huawei, Xiaomi. That that they're, they're all sort of cheaper, but they're still really high quality stuff. Yeah, and I, I feel, feel like it's kind competing. of like a, a side topic of actually that people have thought the Chinese brands were like lower quality. And it's still kind of true in some ways, as in you don't get the best quality guaranteed, but they've risen a lot more and shown that they can be as good as all the other competitors. But yeah, I think, lower price. I think what the Chinese companies have found is that they're going for like the top range flagship phones, like trying to compete with like Apple and Samsung and Google might not work best for them. But I think they're trying to like push at the Chinese market and put like push phones, which may become a little bit cheaper but still like provide the high quality experience that these flagship phones like Apple and Samsung. Yeah, their yeah, business models are a bit different sometimes. So. Yeah. I think the, um, they're, they're definitely the high end of the mid-range phone thing because you can, get, you can now get phones that are more than £2,000. I'm yeah. never going to spend that kind of money, but at most, maybe £600 I can yeah, spend like on a phone. The Samsung S20 Ultra, that came in at... The, the Max, Max uh, model came in at 1600 That's just which... insane. When, realistically, if your phone is, is working, you're not going to upgrade it. My dad is still using an iPhone 6. Yeah, for God's that's sake. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That is What's unbelievable. He What's he doing? Everything. He's being a His good man. His phone works flawlessly. And yeah. it's like a decade old. And it just keeps going. But like, if there's no nothing to force you to upgrade, there is definitely no way that an ordinary person is going to spend that kind of money on a phone. So exactly, the Chinese I feel like, companies coming I feel like in that's the... for like, like I wouldn't even say for like high end. Like, I'm, I don't know what the phone is made for. I think it's just made to just be like the phone that if 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 you're a guy that just needs everything and they, you spend your whole life on your phone. That's the phone you want to get, and if you can For afford a technology it, that's company, the thing. it's all about just appealing to the widest customer base possible. So you yeah. always see the, yeah, the lineup come out with the base model, the ultra model, as they're calling it now, or a pro model, like they could call the, it the pro or the max or whatever they call it. And you've and also sometimes now, you get lights, yeah, yeah, you've got the light and say. the SC start like type yeah. of stuff. It's trying to appeal to the biggest customer range possible, and this is what the Chinese companies are doing: is they're focusing on the masses, mm. they're going lower price but trying to get in a lot of the features that are on the higher models. Uh, yeah. As many as well, I think what Samsung have done well with the S20 is they've, their regular S20s are also just solid phones. They come in at like 800 pounds. They're solid phones. But then you can like upgrade that to the S20 Plus and you can upgrade again to the S20 Ultra. So it kind of fits yeah, everyone. Personally, personally, I'd say that the S20 Ultra just trumps their other phones a bit. I'd kind of um, I'd only say that in the camera department because other than that, it's pretty much the same phone. If you think about it, the, yeah, S20, yeah. the regular S twenty, uh, the, the the design is a bit different, but it has that one hundred twenty hertz display. It has that fourteen forty p resolution. It has everything. It just doesn't have the hundred times zoom, the hundred eight megapixel camera that the S twenty has. S20 yeah, but nowadays that's what like pro phones are for. The, exactly. the iPhone eleven Pro. That is completely orientated around the fact that it's now got three cameras on the back, or exactly. two cameras, or something like that. Basically, it's, it, it's pro it's because it's, it's pre. It's not pre pro because it's professional photography. That's yeah. what they say. But, yeah, but it also like packs in the bigger battery, the bigger screen, the bigger resolution for to yeah, make it no, more 
it, it's it's a, it's a more all-round better phone, but you 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 are paying for that. Yeah, I think I think these days, like if you watch tech reviews, I think the phone that is like the best phone of the year is usually has the best camera on the phone. Unless, yeah, unless the like, other part, other unless the other departments like the screen, other than if all of that just sucks completely, I think as long as you have the best camera and the rest like are good, that would be the best uh, phone of the year. No, that yeah, kind but, of brings us on to the new P40 Pro that's been released then. Because yeah, Pro. I, I would the P40 Pro has a solid camera. I haven't seen it. Well, yeah, but, but, but the problem with that is uh, it still doesn't really compete with like a Pixel or an iPhone. It's still up there. But if you watch like camera comparisons, the iPhone or the Pixel yeah, still I think takes the, better the photos. Sensor, the sensor technology is there. It's just the software. And yeah, I think I think what Google Google position. do is very good with software. They only have like one camera or two cameras, but their photos are easily the best. Sensor that you can upgrade with the code. So yeah. Also, also with Huawei, they've been banned in the US. Um, uh, that, well, that's the main problem, isn't it? No one's actually going to buy a P40 Pro yeah, because exactly. no Google Play service. We've seen Amazon try to pull off making their own app store, but realistically you've got the app store and you've got the play store and no one else is going to be able to compete with that exactly if your google play services aren't working on android then what's the point of having an android phone and this is where i think it opens the door for xiaomi a bit because huawei is partly government owned but xiaomi has still remained a completely independent company yeah i'm not saying that they're uh not susceptible to government control but mm. i think that it was more risky giving a contract to Huawei for our 5G and allowing them to access everyone's data, like just a few phones. Yeah, I, I think, think I think it must have been main... really sketchy when it first came out, and they said, "Hey, uh, we want to give you full rights to put up all the 5G everywhere." And it's a phone company, not like a, a mobile service company. I don't know if they do mobile service company stuff, but yeah. yeah. Well, the problem is there's only actually two providers of 5G. There's uh, Nokia, who have gone kind of under the radar. They don't produce smartphones really anymore. They're, they've got a branch called Nokia 5G. They're the main one. And then the second one is Huawei's 5G. So they didn't really have many people to choose from. Mm-hmm. And um, Huawei, they obviously offered the better price because Nokia is a European-based country, company, I think. Their yeah. headquarters for 5G was in Sweden or somewhere. So they're obviously going to be more expensive. I just think it was a, a huge error, even though they're saying that they're restricting their access. Stuff. If I do wonder why five G network. You can't restrict their access. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, I was. I, I'm. I'm wondering why they're putting so much, like, all, all the eggs into Huawei. Though I mean, I, I know that there, there aren't many other companies that can do it. But why? Why not wait? Five G isn't particularly perfect at the moment. I mean, they're saying that. It, the normal 5G stuff is it's like steady very good 4G but you can get the millowave stuff which is insanely fast and that's just not there yet to be implemented. Yeah, well, what people forget about 5G is that it's not as much about the massive speed increase because we've already seen that there's a, f- a physical limitation to speed it's to do with the frequency and yeah. increasing the frequency millimeter wave um, it just like really decreases the range. So what they're really doing is trying to increase the bandwidth because they know that there's going to be a lot more people trying to use the internet at once. So even though there's a marginal speed increase, the main 
advantage is that you know when we go all the self-driving cars and lots of internet connected devices it's the know, internet of the, things the you can have be able, yeah the network will be able things. to cope with that many things connecting they can all give the data and be analyzed yeah. and they can all be done and it won't be affected they won't affect the speed um but that's why your 5g on your phone at the moment Nikhil, just it, it's not something to shout about so yeah, yeah. I, I went to London <laughs> twice and didn't even get it once. So there's just, there's really at, at the moment it's in uh, very early stages. Wave, like I think I still think millimeter waves should be put into all the new phones because I think that the cost of putting in that extra millimeter wave chip is negligible. It's marginal. Compared to, yeah, compared to the fact that actually, you could then get to a point where, um, let's say, you have a, a, a building owned by a company. This could be any building. They can choose to put their own millimeter wave um, towers up inside the building, and th- I yeah. think that will mean that the the actual network of millimeter wave five G will increase massively because if you get the ability to choose to put it in to get faster networking, then people will probably switch over to that. So I still think it's useful. Uh, yeah, like, no, it's it's, it's the like the um, camera thing where you can have as long as you have the the, the hardware installed, then you can adjust other stuff to meet it oh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's definitely all the, I'm, I'm a big believer in the fact that new phones should have both types of 5g because they need to be future ready they need to be future proof that's what it's going to be especially if you're paying thousand pound plus for the phones they need yeah, to be like, like i said viable. the price of putting that extra chip in is just negligible compared to the rest of the phone they should just yeah yeah i 100 agree well that's good um right uh Okay, this is a bit of a generic question, but it's like thrown around a lot. Apple or Android is like, when you're talking technology and smartphones, that's like a big question. It's very generic. But, very generic. Uh, I'd like to ask Android. Yes, I want to say Android, of... but in yeah. practice, I'm Apple. Sorry, you said. Yeah, okay. The problem is, like, everyone thinks like I'm like 100% against Apple. I'm not. I, I, but it's just, I think. Um, when it comes to smartphones, I'd say Android has been ahead for the most for the most part. I think the iPhone 11 Pro is actually. I I could talk a lot about this, but to summarise it, I'd say that they both have strengths and weaknesses, and exactly. it really depends on the user what they're looking for. If you're looking to get something where you don't really mind not being able to control, then. Apple I takes think... over the control of the device for you. You don't really get to control yeah. much. And but they're if you not want Android, if you want like a phone, you can custom. Yeah, it's... They're, they're not like selling the brand new features, which are a bit buggy, but people want because they're cool. They're, they're selling like the solid stuff, which is uh, tested and it's protected, and proven. Yeah, and yeah, I, it... I think like with the cross compatibility, sorry, cross compatibility of everything, they're really good. Because yeah, like the Apple ecosystem. Their domain, the ecosystem Apple, is there. Their, their domain is just properly set up and it's really nicely done. But it does like tie you down, and that's what I don't like. Yeah, I think I think Apple, in at least in the smart, smartphone department, have like been like really far behind Android for the last probably five years. But I think the new iPhone, the iPhone 11 Pro, was probably one of the best phones of last year. I think uh, in well, my yeah, eyes. That's like clearly their business model, isn't it? Is to just get Every everyone on then. their side with the ecosystem, yeah. Rather than doing the new features, for, like for MacBooks. Me, I'm, I'm like a massive fan features. of MacBooks. Yeah, I'm a massive like fan for, of the iPads. 
the iPad the Pro 2020 and the iPad Pro with, with the Apple Pencil. That was a good one. That yeah, was good, especially like, with 120 hertz. I mean, how many people can name other, I don't know, uh, Sony or Samsung tablets? By far, Apple are running that industry. Yes, yeah, they are. There's uh, yeah. no doubt about it. And, I'm still uh, a bit skeptical about the iPad Pro, to be honest, because it seems to be that everyone wants to turn it into a laptop by adding a keyboard and a mouse and stuff. I just don't get the point of that. We've got very good lightweight laptops. Yeah, well, like the that, Surface that, Pro that, I that, use is so good. Yeah, I was going to say, that's so where... I, d- I, I just don't next... see why people have an obsession with turning their iPad Pro into a laptop. Because I think it should be the other way around. I mean, two-in-ones are probably the next evolution for computing. You won't get VR computers for a very long time. And, you know, I think, I think as a standpoint, there's not much technolog- technological or feature advancements we can make. So two-in-one computers are a good idea. But I think it should be done where the computer can become a tablet instead of a tablet becoming a computer because that yeah, way yeah, yeah. you keep I, all I like the, the features. Yeah. But again, personally, like the way I use a laptop is different from the way most people would use it. I kind of need more power, better yeah. CPU, more RAM and stuff. So yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of the ZenBook Duo and the new one that they just released recently, which is on the different Asus lineup, where yeah. they have the two screens that are like... Oh, this, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the theme of which we've been following for a while, which is like taking something which is good, a desktop PC with two monitors and condensing it into something possible. So we just keep improving. And the more you do that, the better your PC gets, but also the better your small things get. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally think that like having, a, I think turning tablets into computers is the next step, especially with like the foldable stuff. Because think about like having... Think about the S20 Ultra for, uh, for stars. It, it has 16 gigabytes of RAM. That's as much as my laptop has. And I think if you yeah. put that into like a foldable phone, which can fold out into a tablet size, nearly like, and let's say tablets have the power of a computer, I think you can then have a phone that can act as your computer as well. I think that's I what they're trying to push for. Yeah, I mean, they've been sort of building up to that with DeX. I don't know yeah. how many people are actually using DeX, but I know it's not a lot. Um, the Razer phone, I remember that one when that came out, and you could plug it into a little computer and use it as yeah, a trackpad, yeah. and then you'd have a gaming laptop no matter where you, you're going. That I was think a really good all, idea. All, I think they're all trying to be, they're all just a bit gimmicky at this point. I, I think the, as much as we can hate on foldable phones, foldable like, devices, I, I think they're the future of technology at the moment. Well, foldable devices are really cool. Uh, I, I think I, the Galaxy yeah, Fold, I, gal- I think what they've done, the Galaxy Fold, which is a phone that folds out to be a tablet, is much better than the, the Z Flip, which is like a little... Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the, the Z Flip at all. That was like a nostalgic thing, which just, I don't think... Yeah. No, no, I don't think that's a nostalgic thing, because I think uh, if you're going to have a folding phone, you want a phone that folds and is easy to carry around. If you want a folding tablet, you have a tablet that folds into a smaller form factor. Yeah, yeah I just I like don't see the... the point in having like the Z Flip. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. What, like... Oh, it's all about keeping space in your pockets to kill, you know? Yeah, well, if you have that <laughs> in your pocket, you're not going to have anything else there. I think so far, my favorite design for like the tablet that folds into a phone it has to be the Huawei Mate XS. No, I'm not fold. a fan of that at all. Oh, which one's uh, that? I like that's my favorite type because you get the two bits that fold inwards. So you're not messing up with the aspect ratio. You, you yeah, oh, the problem, yeah. The yeah. problem with that is 
when it's, it's a phone, very a like aspect. fragile. The tablet, you, yeah, but that's like the iteration design, isn't it? None of the folds I would say have been genuinely a good user experience, but it has I to reckon, be. Yeah, I reckon has the go through the iteration, it has to get the exposure to be some sort yeah, of technology yeah, yeah. start working properly. But like, I think putting it into the public eye so soon has meant that there's an expectation for it to be consumer ready and to be on shelves where people can go and buy it and play with it and experience it. Whereas yeah, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's, not that, it's not at that stage. We can't do that. I think when, Samsung, really released, I think when Samsung released Galaxy like ready for like general public use, I, they knew it was for like tech reviewers or like high yeah, people that can afford to just mess around a bit and. And you can see that in the differences between the Galaxy Fold and the Galaxy Z Flip, where they're putting bristles in it. The 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 um the uh, hinge is it's more streamlined, and you haven't got the problem where if you take the screen protector off, you kill the device. They learn from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Samsung has uh, gone down the route of making prototype devices and releasing them uh, to the user early on, so that they can get like the backing and um, the investment they need exactly. to produce a product. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I, I think they've realised that when they put their technology out for the public to use, that's when they're able to evolve and adapt the phones quick, quickest. Yeah, that's, that's one method of doing it. And then there'll be other companies like uh, TCL. The yeah, they're doing internal testing. Xiaomi. Xiaomi haven't released a foldable phone yet. They've got several prototypes and they're working with TCL to produce better prototypes. But their business model is to not release it until they think that it's good enough and then iterate on it. It's slightly different. Yeah, I think I think yeah, Apple is going to be the list. next company to really like in like yeah. really put their foot in the water. I really hope that Apple forward. kind of deviate from their normal and instead of waiting ages to wait for someone else to do the foldable yeah. properly. I kind of hope that they bring their expertise have... to it. Yeah, because they would make jokes. a really clean a banging phone. Yeah, that I completely agree because I, I think when that, Apple released their product, they don't release like half finished or prototypes. They release the full thing. Yeah, exactly. That they expect, and I think uh, if I think Apple can really step up, like set a nice expectations for what foldable phones are capable of, like in the near future. Uh, but you got the problem then that p- perhaps Apple standards are too high for this because I remember everyone was really hyped for that that power mat. Whatever it was, where you could yeah. put all your, 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 your watch on it and your iPhone eight and your your uh, your new I, I, AirPod twos, you could just put it all down and it'd be beautiful. It'd all work. And then they cancelled it. They kept delaying when it was going to come out, and then they well, cancelled it. From an engineering point of view, when I looked at how they were going to do that, I just immediately thought it, it doesn't look too good for them. But yeah. I was yeah. hopeful because it's Apple and they have lots of money and good engineers. But it was very ambitious. It was ambitious, but. At the same like, time, sometimes it's just a physical limit. It is a physical limit, but it still would have charged and it still would have worked at some capacity. And I know that there are people out there. There is a definite market for a wireless charger that is produced by Apple. Even if it's not as good at charging the phones as they'd like, it would still charge the phones and it would still work. You've got to weigh it up because you could just have a pad with three sections where you've got uh, three coils. These exist already. You've got one for your watch, one for your phone etc um you could just have that and people could just place it in the right bit instead of just placing it anywhere and you'd Mm. get probably three or four times faster charging because the current limiting that they were putting on that pad where you could just put it anywhere because there was so many coils the current limiting that they applied it would literally 
be taking like five steps backwards in charging technology. Yeah, I think um, less. Uh, as we can make jokes, but Apple haven't really done any in- innovation. Yeah, in the, in a very yeah, long that's time. What I mean, I, I really hope that they step out of their usual zone of just waiting and yeah contribute to it because they could really do something good with it because they have the ability to get this foldable phone like push it to the next level in in where can like consumers can like rely on them to do what they need to do their only real innovation was the airpods and that really did catch on but other than that the airpods i don't think it was really an innovation as much as it was bringing an apple branded wireless headphone out i mean everyone was they've they've taken like a concept that is like really marketable they've put the apple logo on it and they've just sold like like you probably noticed that before the apple airpods came out yeah tws earphones did exist yeah but let's be honest the, the technology wasn't big and what they did was took that technology and the earphones that they had before were like bulky and didn't have good battery life and they they took that they eliminated most of the bad stuff about it, released it, and now you've got every other company following in their path, making true wireless earphones. That's um, probably Apple's that's best product they've released, or like in, in as a market in a market. They really did own the market for that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone else has a wireless headphone that just sells as well as they do. I mean, it's insane, and it's not. I where is for lack of trying because. What have Apple really done to computers lately? I mean, they, they added the touch bar at the top of the iMac and then they took it off because they knew it wasn't as good. The butterfly key, keys, that didn't oh, work no. out well. Everyone hated, the bu- everyone hated the butterfly keys. And now they wanted the, what is it, the iMac Pro, um, the, the, the big one with the, the line, with the £1,000 uh, stand for your display. It's, yeah. it's a beast, but it's five grand. <laughs> Exactly. I think. I think. I think. What yeah. Apple know their place that, like, if you invest the money, they're asking for a lot of money. But if you invest that money, you're gonna get a good product. And I think that's what they they know. People are gonna put the money in because they. And they also they, know that they can charge the money because of their ecosystem. They can exactly. lock people in, and even if people maybe didn't want to spend that much, they, they don't they really have a because. Because, because they're the already ecosystem. in this ecosystem, exactly, then they're yeah. more likely to, yeah. And something that is nice about Apple products is how long they last. Like, uh, we, we, in our household, they've, we, we've got uh, MacBooks from 2007 that are still working. Yeah, yeah, the old really ones, well. yeah. The old ones are brililling. I, I, don't, I, think not, that's I like the old ones a lot. Becoming less and less true for every technological device that's being released now, because there, there were a few... Um, cases and, and lawsuits in america about them forcing uh, people to upgrade by slowing stuff down and it's kind of become accepted because they have counter arguments for i forgot what the word for it is but um not planned obsolescence they have counter arguments for it now so they could yeah Win the case. That, that was mostly the phones, wasn't it? Because the iPhone sixes, they they ruined the batteries over the course yeah. of the years. It's yeah, new, that was so a like, oh, they lost we're, that we're trying one. to protect it. We're trying to protect the battery by slowing your device yeah. down. They lost that one purely because they didn't tell the consumers. If they'd have told the consumers, or like even just put it in an option, fine print, in yeah, fine print somewhere, then trust me, they would have gone away with that because it's quite one-sided with the planned obsolescence. They now have a lot of freedom to deliberately slow down devices because um, 
there's a lot of ways they've come up with in the legal department to counteract any lawsuit. Yeah, well, I, I, I think Apple's one of the to do it. They, they, their marketing and adver- advertising is, I think, is on like another level. They market yeah, that's really well. One thing well. that I can't fault Apple on is their business. The business they, model is they, beautiful. Like I think they always try and push for their hardware to be second to none, like the best in class in their hardware. And they know, and they just market it really well. They keep their software simple. They keep their hardware top notch, and they just yeah. And when their hardware's not up to scratch, as we saw with the pad, they don't release it. Yeah, exactly. So that is good. They really but, maintain their brand image. But I mean, Samsung. Samsung had been working on, I mean, we're looping back to the start of the conversation here, but Samsung had been working on uh, foldable screens for a while, like a couple of years, and we haven't had any leaks for an iPhone fold. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they can provide that quality, and maybe that's why they haven't been, because they I'm are actually not just expecting waiting. them to jump into the foldable market. Like I said, I wish they I would, not. but I'm not expecting them to. I am expecting them to, if I'm being honest. I think you expect them to. I, I expect I'm not. Them to. Not expecting well, them to jump it. Into I think the market they've got what, the iPhone 12 is coming out. I think after iPhone 12, I think they're going to start shooting for foldable phones. I cannot imagine what the a foldable is, iPhone would look like. But I can't I either. Can, I, can, I, I, I know for a fact that they are at some point in the near future. Oh, what's everyone's favorite like foldable form factor then? Because um, would you like it where you've got a screen on the front and then it folds out into a thing? Or mine's definitely the first Galaxy Fold, which had that. It had the it obviously it was first generation, it was kind of like a prototype, but it had that small screen on the front and it folded out to have the tablet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I really don't like that one. If, if we're going for tablet foldable, it's got to be that, that uh, Xiaomi one where oh, it had right. like the, the, the Huawei. No, 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 the Xiaomi prototype. Oh, one. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, where it's got like that really thick bar with about three cameras on it and then the back folds out and it's a really thin like really easy to hold one and you don't lose any of the form factor on the front and then you can use the back yeah, screen that is... for camera and that works really well that as a prototype mm. would be yeah. good for a phone i mean there was a few problems with that one but i'm i'm just gonna instead of picking a, a specific one i'm gonna say generally my favorite form factor for anywhere it goes from the normal aspect ratio that we have at the minute of a vertical phone to a aspect ratio of a tablet so none none of this stuff like really tall screens going to squares just a normal aspect ratio to a wide i think what would be really cool is if they had the like an ipad pro kind of tablet which folded in to like a like a samsung phone like kind of size yeah that's my favorite type where you get a normal phone screen and then when you fold it out it becomes a tablet you know what we haven't seen though we haven't seen a phone which is in a normal aspect ratio and then folds at the top to make like a really long, thin phone. That one hasn't come out yet. <laughs> that, that was basically the Z Flip. Z Flip. Yeah. Flip. <laughs> flip. I, I actually think, have you seen the roll, rollable? That it was like a little, like a cylindrical. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a rollable one. I don't know what it is. And they just roll it out and it's like a tablet. Yeah, I, TCL did one like that as well. I'm not entirely sure. It's a cool idea, but I don't know how they're going to support it. It would just be flimsy. It'd feel flimsy. Very, very... It's not going to work, but I think that was pretty cool. 
There's, that's nothing, that's sci-fi stuff. We're getting yeah. to the point where we're getting sci-fi stuff. Next thing is going to be sheets of glass that actors pick up and animators stick like holograms on later. It's yeah, to be honest, stuff. why haven't we just got uh, a little like aluminium bar which projects it as a hologram? Yeah, and you just that, that would be. Yeah, why have we not done that yet? Apple, no, get on it. That's, I think they. I don't think any companies want to take that kind of risk. Think well, is it, that would be just out of this world to develop that. So. Exactly, yeah. It would take so long to develop, and it would have no purpose. It would be so pointless. It no, would just it wouldn't be have a gimmick. It would have, have like... a purpose if it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> its purpose being, it's really good. I don't know if you've ever tried them laser projection keyboards, but it's kind of that technology, isn't it, where you have yeah. a box which is projecting something. You bought that in school, it, didn't you? Slightly different, but they were awful. Yeah, I, I just it's not a reliable technology, and if yeah, it, if it, even if it inaccurate. was, I, I don't understand how having a see-through like a bit of glass is better than having an actual screen which can be really bright. Yeah, and work in the That's dark. True. And okay, it's like, so I mean, it's like it's like a projector versus an actual TV sort. Of. That's the kind of argument you're having. Like obviously, with the projector, the quality will, might be a bit lower, and you can't have like. Oh, I wonder if maybe a good thing about phones like that is if you could turn the projector out and then you could have it be like a, on a screen. They already instead. have stuff like that. Yeah, have I've you seen, seen the, the concept screen. thing for that? Probably in a 2007 iPhone 4 concept yeah, animation. Talk, talking <laughs> of that, my favourite ever concept animation which came out was the instant recharge. And I do not know why no one's made that yet. Oh, was that the one where it just swaps out the batteries? Yeah, so basically, instead of designing a battery with a connector where you had to take off the back and unscrew the connector to take the battery out and replace it, they just had the connector with four um, metal strips on the back and the same four metal strips on the battery. So you just drop the battery in and the metal strips contact each other and that's how it connects. And so consequently, you could either, I mean, with that concept, they had it sliding out the side or you could just pull it out the back and put a fresh one in. That's how the original Samsungs had their batteries. Yeah, I had that phone. My yeah. second phone. All right. That needs to come back. Because <laughs> you, could have, back. you could have a dock with uh, one battery on one side and an empty space on the other. And it just takes the empty battery out, puts a full one in, and puts the other one on to charge. Why doesn't that exist? Instead of, instead of having because to carry around like a portable charger, you could just carry around the battery, which would be so much like better because it would just be... Uh, just so much smaller. It wouldn't be able to charge multiple things, but it would be smaller, and you could just quickly, there you go, put the other yeah, one and, to charge. And if they really had a problem with it, what they could do is just, uh, like they've done with other things, centralize the batteries. Pick, uh, pick a, like, a provider, maybe a government-based yes. provider. Yes. They just have every phone that uses the same giant battery with good quality. And that way, you I'm could... really think it out of the box here, because it's completely ruins uh, market competition, but you but could that have you that, could, and you could, you could use it in so many different things. Maybe don't centralise it. Maybe you could just standardise the sizes of it and let other companies do their own thing. Because yeah, that way you could have... connector, at least. Yeah, that way you could do um, different sorts. So you could pay for ones that ha- uh, have like thinner layers and, on the inside, and they, they can store bigger amounts of storage. And like, that, 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 that works well for future, future-proofing. The only problem with the battery replacement idea is the fact that you'd have to make i don't know three times the amount of batteries phone batteries that you do now so that everyone has three instead of one 
but and then you have that's, a, that's a problem which we can deal with uh, in the future. We'll, 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 we'll deal with it when we get to it. That's all. Yeah, because we, we're constantly it. developing battery technology and we're constantly finding new resources. I think that's possible. No, I yeah. think the problem with that is, like, I think people see it. If you have a phone that will last you a day or two and charges within half an hour, what's the point of needing all of this? That's true. We are getting, like, super fast charges now. I think like, the fastest think the phone next, in charges next, in, in, like, next, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. In the next two years, or, like, like even maybe next year, you're going to have phones that last two days and charge within 25, half, like, half an hour. What's the point of needing to just replace batteries and stuff like that? Well, I, guess I just think that it's a cool idea because if I don't know if you're on like twenty percent and you want to leave the house, you can just swap the battery out straight away. I think that's it's definitely not something that companies are actually going to start doing. It would take so much effort, but I think it would be really cool if they did it. I mean, yeah, but it's then it's cool another one of those things where the technology's all there; they just haven't done it, and there'll be a good reason for why they haven't done it um, that I don't know. But it just sounds. But if you cool just if you, if you want to leave the house with twenty percent, just. Like maybe maybe next year put your phone on the charge on the charge for like five minutes, you'll get an extra ten, fifteen percent. And with the capacity of the batteries, that might last you a couple of like four or five hours, you don't know. Yeah, like fast think, charging's always improving, but battery size is also always increasing. So like if I need to leave yeah. the house and I see my phone from like fifty I'll plug it into my fastest charger I have, do everything and take it off as soon as I'm leaving the house and I straight away I've got another twenty, thirty percent charge. And I know that'll be enough. Yeah, I guess the uh, opposite end of this is you go for what the Energizer phone did, and you just that was a good. That was a complete fail. I don't know if you've seen their sales reports, but that was all. They did not plan on selling any of those. I know they had serious phones in that. It wasn't just that one. There was a lineup of them. Yeah, well, yeah. there was a there was a slightly less fat model which just had a big battery, and even that one didn't sell. So. I don't know if they yeah. even released them. Wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. I mean, it's it, it's just speculation, isn't it? It's it, it's concept stuff. It's it's quite fun to think about. Um, yeah. But it's we heard about the like the graphene technology they're starting to develop, which is like you can put pack so oh, much yes. energy into your batteries where it charges within minutes and lasts for days. Like, um, I think the guy that developed that just got the the Nobel Prize, didn't he? I don't know. Um, but like this is an alternative because we're, we're getting really good with uh, batteries at the moment because um, we had the alkaline ones and we had the lithium iron ones and now we're going on to graphite but we also have uh, super capacitors which are yeah. quite interesting I want to see what they can do with those um, I don't know it's going to be really good yeah so that, that, I mean that's phones isn't it there's not a lot yeah, else uh, uh, I just want to ask what your dream smartphone would be Dream smartphone. Like if you could take if you could take hardware from all smartphone manufacturers and combine them into one, what would be your like? What would you do in, in the current era? Like right now, if you were to okay. go and take everything which from from phones that have come out, what would Ooh. you together to make the dream phone? Not worrying about price, but just well, dream phone. The, the Energizer battery, of course. That's that's going to be a starting point. Oh yeah, no! Setting yourself up to fail. <laughs> I personally, I personally take the displays from Samsung with the new 120 Hz and the 4K new 4K displays, and then I take the camera from iPhone. No, the camera from Pixel, the video from iPhone. Um, yeah, because Apple do very good video and Pixel photos. 
Uh, I mean, um, have you seen the uh, differences? Like, um, something cameras are starting to do now is night sight. And I think. Oh my god, night sight. I have photos on my phone which is taken a picture and it just looks like as if it's daytime. It's so sick. It's beautiful to look at. And it's all to do with, like, how, how much the aperture is and the shutter speed and yeah. how it's just absorbing more light. What it does is it like uh, you have to hold it steady for a couple of seconds. Yeah, because it's absorbing uh, the light. It's absorbing the light, and it takes multiple photos, like combines all the lights of it, and it sounds and stuff like that. I think that's really cool, and I, uh, I think, I think um, Google's doing really good with that one at the moment. I know Apple yeah, said Samsung they're doing it, but very good as well. My phone does it amazingly. But my dad has a Pixel, and his phone does it even better. Uh, I would have to go for the processor, the processor that's in the Xiaomi Black Shark 3. Ooh. So, uh, if I have processing power, I'd go for that. They have the best. Uh, I'd take the Black Shark 3, which is the most recent top of the line gaming um, hardware from yeah. the Xiaomi Black Shark range. I'd take a Samsung battery, which is a bit uh, different because, you know, I'd take a Huawei battery. S7, S7 battery thing, but. It seems to be that all the tests have shown that the the S10 battery for that Samsung yeah. made was probably the best battery in terms of energy density versus charger time that the, that's ever been released. Yeah. I'd take the Pixel camera purely because I'm not a fan of this whole big zooming thing because I really don't use it. Yeah, I'd take a Pixel a, camera over the can't, new can't camera. Can't imagine doing a hundred times like, zoom every, t- every day. Quality photos. In terms of Underscreen fingerprint sensor, I'd take the Huawei one. Ultrasonic is it, it's the fastest one. It is good, that um, stuff. I think that pretty much covers most of it, but you know, there's good aspects from loads of different phones. And you'd obviously have to choose USB C for charging. Yeah. Probably a headphone I, jack. I, I wouldn't use a headphone jack. Why not? I've had three phones now which don't have a headphone jack. Really? And it's pushed me to just become all wireless, which I think was the idea. Yeah, so, well, it, personally, I don't use headphone jack anymore, so I don't need it. I can understand why other people might. There have been some cases, like I have wireless, like I'm pretty much fully wireless, but there have been some cases that I did really need the headphone jack and I didn't have one. Right, very even, even right now, I'm just, I'm recording, I, I'm, I'm talking to you through a mic, which is connected to my phone through a dongle, because Apple took out the headphone jack, and it, it, I'm livid. It's, it's yeah, well, weird. Uh, well, every manufacturer, you want to find a phone I, d- I just dealt with it and switched to wireless, and it's just as good, so... I shelled out 150 quid to get AirPods. I didn't have to. I could have got cheaper ones, but that was the ones that, that those were the ones that Apple were pushing, and that's what they want you to do. They want you to buy more products from them. Yeah, and they're just forcing you to do it. And make wireless headphones, and they just sell a ridiculous number of which again just comes down to marketing to it. God damn it! If only they were worse at marketing stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I also like the design of uh, the new iPhone. I uh, think it's really nice, but it's I've, got like, a matte finish to it. The mitosis design. The mitosis <laughs> design. I've, I've held. I'm not I've a fan of the S20 design. Have you seen Marlo, the S20 Ultra, the back of it? I don't think. It's a huge rectangle bump on the back of the phone. The S20 there. Ultra is a quality phone. I just wouldn't use a hundred times zoom, and it's isn't it I only like ten times probably, actual? I think it's thirty processor. times. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's ten times optical zoom, thirty yeah, times hybrid like, zoom, and then hundred times digital zoom. 
See, digital Zoom is awful. Yeah, so you can't, you can't get your stuff with that. Yeah. So what they're actually saying is you can do 30 times Zoom with some good quality. Maybe pushing it to I think, 50. I think 50 is like the last point. Yeah, because once you go past 50, photos. it's too much. So I would... But again, okay, but even at 50 times Zoom... Like, I don't my... use Zoom at all because I want the full image quality. Yeah, but if you have if, but zoom optical in. zoom keeps it. So if you have ten times all the quality. Yeah, but I personally I just don't zoom. So. Yeah, I rarely zoom. Maybe, maybe when like you go to like a football match or a cricket match, you can zoom in on the pictures. Yeah, yeah but I don't know who all these people it. standing on top of buildings zooming to other buildings though. That's just useless. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool to just like mess around with it. Yeah, it's kind of important, though, to just, like, we've just been talking about the perfect smartphone that we'd choose. It's important to focus on the features that we genuinely yeah. need to carry through. Samsung, Samsung definitely used it as a marketing technique, because I think what they did with the S20 Ultra is just, like, ram all the massive numbers onto that phone. So you've got your 108 megapixel camera, you've got your 100 times zoom, 120 hertz. Hey, I remember the days... I remember the days when uh, camera bump wasn't a thing. It was always flush. Yeah. I loved and, those, uh, those days. They, were they went back to and, that, actually. Samsung went back to that. Yeah, but now, that's, now they're back again with... It's double camera bump. The S10 had no camera bump, and now you're, uh, the next phone up has even like bigger than ever. I'm all right with a thin camera bump, because if you put a case on it... Yeah, then if you, you have get a case... Well, once you've got the case, it goes flat. But, like, but but if the camera bump's too severe, when you put a case on it, the case isn't thick enough to make it flat on the back. That's when yeah. I kind of don't like it because you know that the when you drop it, the first thing that's going to hit is that the glass camera. on the front of the camera, and that's not. And it breaks really easily. Because mm. on my one, the camera bump sticks out slightly more than the case, but that's because I put a skin case on it, and so I yeah. just have a little protector around the edge of the camera, which I bought for like ninety nine p. And that protects yeah. the, the camera because you just know that it's going to break. First. I just think what's really cool is with with phones at the moment, you're getting a camera nearly as good as a DSLR camera. Yeah. I think I think in the next, like, maybe not even five years, maybe even less than that, your, your DSLR cameras aren't even going to be a thing. Yeah, because I, I think, well, at least it's going to be, least, least, be for more professional. Yeah, photos. at least not point and shoot cameras. Obviously, the bigger like uh, video, like DSLRs are going to disappear because Sony came out with this mirrorless camera, which is much better. And yeah. I, I don't know if you know how DSLR uh, works, but it's a mechanical thing, and any yeah. place which we can remove mechanical stuff, that's that we want to do it. Plus, with um, uh, mirrorless cameras, we can finally take pictures of vampires. So that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was taking my um, the, the pictures for the the, uh, the yearbook, and we, we sort of we, we decided to compare between the iPhone 10 and the camera that I've been using, which is the DSLR. And like the difference is is, is so minute, marginal. It and you can do portrait and light light room stuff on. Your, your, your phone, yeah, which you can't exactly. really do on the DSLR. Because then, if you want to put, if you want to take them onto Instagram or phone, and they're just just coming back no to the glass on the camera. I think a big overlooked part of any phone is the glass. Mm. Uh, 
I mean, most of them now are on Gorilla Glass Flight Five. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what Gorilla Glass do because Six is coming out soon, and it'll especially be- what they, I think I think it'd be cool to see what they do for their foldable uh, screens. I th- I'm hoping that will come to the point where, unless you drop it on like a diamond floor, it's just not going to scratch it or break it or anything. Mm. I think at, nice. that, at the point, at, like at the moment, if I drop my, uh, like at least with my old phone, maybe, and I was just fine for it to drop and stuff. I didn't really. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good already, but it still breaks, so it's not good enough. Yeah, saying that, like I dropped it a hundred pounds, but like the last time I dropped it, it broke, and I had to get a new one. But I want to get to that point where you're comfortable not having a case on your phone. If you do drop it, yeah, that's, that would be that would be the golden point for me, where you don't have to put a case on your phone anymore. Yeah, because what's the point of all these smartphone manufacturers like making all these sick designs for you to just yeah, put a case on it? Yeah, my phone without the case looks so good. Saying my phone without the case feels so good, like feel yeah, like, like yeah, because there's an entire department who's designing the phone dedicated to ergonomics and. The moment you slap a case on, yeah, their work just goes in. The bin. I'd probably say ninety percent of people have a because, like, you're spending so much money, you you might as well protect it as well. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it's standard now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, I, I think should we call it a day there? Well, for a um a podcast sort of episode, we meant to talk about technology. We sure did talk a lot, a lot about phones. Yeah, yeah well, um, it's a phone podcast. Yeah, I guess it's, it's now a phone podcast. So many podcast, aspects of technology to talk about. Well, well, well maybe we'll, we can we'll, get you. Maybe we can get you on it for the rest yeah, of another, another, another time. We'll, I had we'll, loads uh, of other stuff down to talk about, like I'll, new consoles I'll, I'll and stuff. I wanted to talk about the new consoles at some point, and I wanted to go on about oh, like yeah. new TV stuff and the thing. Yeah, the thing that. There's a whole bunch of stuff we could talk Lots about. Lots of stuff to talk about. Stay tuned. Come back for more technology. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys for listening. If you are watching on YouTube, um, be sure to leave a like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment if you're on Spotify. Make sure to give the channel a follow. And if you're not following my Instagram page, go follow it right now. Isolation Station Podcast. And yeah, thank you guys for listening.